listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to another mini episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And this is going to be part two of our uh, mini episode mini series, I think is what we were calling it. That's my ship. And this week, Mandy is going to discuss her, well, it's not her only ship, but yeah. it is It is the one she is going to discuss. It's the main one right now. I'm, I've been in fandoms a long time, so I've gone through a lot of main ships too. But mm-hmm. This is the one of the most. Actually, I think this is the fandom I've been in longest as of this year. Really? I think as of this year, it overtook Glee. Mm. Um, I guess I should say longest I've been like active in. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that because yeah. it's like, well, the X Files hasn't been on. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of things I've been into, but uh... this is active participation. Yeah, um, and that is the YouTubers Dan and Phil. And this Yay. is really fun because Emily's a big fan of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The- <laughs> Yeah, I am. I really understand it and love it. And in case you you didn't pick up on the sarcasm there, Emily is not a fan of YouTube. Or YouTube. I am not. Here's the problem. I'm not a fan of watching videos on my laptop. Yeah, that's that's valid. If you, you know, don't enjoy that, then that does kind of cut which, down on YouTube. It's, it's honestly kind of a weird fucking problem for someone so immersed in the internet. Yeah. But it's like, I have a hard, maybe it's some weird ADHD thing, but I have a hard time focusing on one tab. Yeah. So if there's a video up, I'm either fully watching it and then not doing the six other things that I want to do, or I'm not watching it at all. And then what's the point? I can't say that YouTube, either YouTube or just like social media in the world right now have killed my attention span when it comes to things. Mm. YouTube videos are usually like five to ten minutes long, or at least like Dan and Phil's were usually um and anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes long I'll say mm-hmm. uh so now that's the point I get kind of restless when I'm watching a movie or mm. I'm like all right need to go check other things need to do other things so now I've become that person that will watch something actively enjoy it but still pause it to do other things before I come yeah back. Uh, and I'm I'm really good at like playing on my laptop, but watching something on the TV at the same time. Yeah. yeah. That's like my version of I'm paying attention, but I'm not paying attention. Yeah. It, it works I, for me when I'm working. Uh, I'm going to say this because my boss will never listen to this um, <laughs> because I have double monitors so I can have something playing and I'm working oh. and work like fulfills that, you know, doing something else. Uh huh. <clears throat> working from home is why I started watching so much YouTube to begin with. Because I okay. needed things to watch that were, like, easy to consume, not mentally taxing, and I could work through them. Right. Yes. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I watch probably, like, eight hours of YouTube a day. Wow. Um, Which is crazy, only in that there's that much content on YouTube to be not, able to do that. Yeah, I will say it's not all YouTubers. Um, mm. I watch a lot of different things on YouTube. Uh, a lot hey. of true crime. A lot of, like disaster series things weirdly mm. a lot of canadian shows people put on youtube hmm. um bad day hq great channel if you like disaster things i do lots of video like and i'm assuming that it's some kind of canadian tv show because they're all in canada but like <laughs> very satisfying yeah or else can't do that freakish number of disasters i can like I- i'll watch con- uh like the late night monologues in the morning on youtube mm-hmm. And I watch uh, Supernatural convention videos. But I wouldn't say that I watch, like, a personality. Other than I watch, I think, most of Lindsay Ellis's videos. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah. So I'm very... Well, first, I think you should have to describe who and what Dan and Phil are as individuals. And then as Dan and Phil. And then, two, I'm super curious about watching normal people on the youtube okay so i mean i guess they were normal at one point right yeah and not (laughs) that long ago i mean yeah like (laughs) yeah um okay i'll I'll start at the beginning because otherwise i'm gonna completely jump around um that's okay that's what i do yeah so they are two 
white British men. Oh. <laughs> uh, Phil started doing you. Okay, Phil is 33, and I think Dan's like 29. Okay. So maybe Phil's 34, because he's a year younger than me. Anyway, um, yeah, so they, they met in 2009. Uh, Dan was a fan of Phil's, because Phil was already an established YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dan did what every young thirsty fan does and just tweeted at Phil a lot. I was gonna say he succeeded. He succeeded, yeah. He definitely did. Uh I think he started like spam commenting Phil's videos and like tweeting him in like mid two thousand nine and by October they were meeting in real life and by December they were pretty firmly in a relationship. That is so impressive. Yeah, and then Dan started doing YouTube in the middle of that. Um, it was also in October. Mm, okay. Uh, so, like, they filmed a video together for Phil's channel the first weekend that they met. And, like, the reception of it at the time was like, oh, amazing Phil has a new boyfriend. Mm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they were both not nearly as ambiguous about their sexuality back then. Um Phil was always sort of like, he didn't volunteer information. And it turns out he wasn't out to his family until he started dating Dan. So, oh, that's awkward. That was probably one reason he did that. Uh, it's about to get real more, uh, a lot more awkward. Um, <laughs> so, Dan was out as like bisexual. He said it on like, there's a website called Formspring that used to exist that doesn't anymore. Um, he like, referred to himself as bi on there. He talked about being into guys. He and Phil were fairly open on social media. And then like, as their, I don't know, physical distance grew and also their channels got more popular. Mm. That kind of, I mean, their physical proximity. I didn't like, in, like on the earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because that when they started, Dan was in like a gap year from school. He was 18. He had just finished school. He wasn't started at university yet. He applied to university at the town Phil lived in and then moved there. That's real thirsty. Yeah. And then, like, he lived in the, like, dorms, the university housing for a year. And then they moved in together. Okay. And by that point, they were not being explicit about their relationship or sexuality. Mm, And it turns out that 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 was because Dan was really going through some shit. Um, He and Phil have been together 11 years as of this year. Yikes. They, they came like Dan came out. He posted like a 45 minute long video last year uh, and came out as gay. And in the video, he says he did not tell his family until he was uh, almost ready to post the video. Wow. So he dated phil traveled constantly to see phil for the first like year moved to like phil's town to go to university like there then moved in with him and they've lived together for like six years before dan ever told his family he was gay wow so a lot of really yeah yeah a lot of his shit had to do with the fact that for one thing i don't think i mean he in the video he seems pretty clear that like he didn't know what his sexuality was he knew he wasn't straight but it took him a long time to accept he was gay Mm, okay yeah so dan came out last year phil posted a video like two weeks later coming out um as like a me too just in case there was any sort of confusion in the matter yeah (laughs) much like more cut and dried he's like he's gay he's known Mm -hmm. gay since he was 13 um but in the year and a half since then um in the video they refer to I say they refer to each other. Phil doesn't mention Dan at all in his video, but his video is like shorter and much more lighthearted. Mm. Um, Dan's is very like deep dive into his psyche. Uh, In the video, he says, um, he like confirms that he and Phil are together. He did it in a somewhat ambiguous way that has still left people like room to be like, well, maybe they were just dating then, but not now, even though they've looked Mm. before, like Mm -hmm. the uh which i have the lengths people will go through yeah yeah um the the thing is like a lot of people that argue that aren't i don't know their their argument is that they don't want to believe it and be disappointed like yeah but that doesn't make it not true 
<laughs> there's a lot of things I don't want to believe yeah. because they're disappointing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. actively argue against them. Um, so in the video, he said, like, obviously we were more than romantic. That mm. was his, like, phrasing for it, which made me laugh because I'm like, for a decade, there have been, like, antis that were like, stop stereotyping them. They're not gay. Best friends can live together. And Dan comes along with his, obviously, <laughs> we were right. more than friends. Um, but yeah, since then, they have stopped doing videos together. They hmm. are not a entertainment duo anymore. They are strictly like living their life. Um, Dan has a book coming out next year uh, that is about mental health. Oh, okay. So like he's that's fully, cool. Yeah, he's fully going in a different direction. He's also a mental health ambassador for some places. Um, he's done a lot of speaking and met prince william interesting twice doing like bullying youth things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then phil still makes youtube videos huh that's, that's a that's the like tldr of them <laughs> okay i'm following i know some of this from you yeah from osmosis so i'm not a total noob mm -hmm. but the background is helpful because a lot of what I get is just your responses on Tumblr making fun of people. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I'm not going to be like, it's slightly biased because like there's I facts, mean, is, but I yeah. mean, no, but there's also like, there's facts. Yeah. I'm just really impressed that, that one person at least managed to snag <laughs> yeah. their, their internet crush and make it happen. He's like low key, very proud of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very funny. Um, that's like every boy band dream. That's every yeah. <laughs> like, fully sliding into the DMs and making it happen. There was one, um, and, and like some of the best moments between Dan and Phil are the moments before they were out, where like they they know their audience and they know their audience knows them. Uh, so there were some definite like wink, wink, nod moments throughout the years. Uh, Dan's a very dramatic person and definitely has a tendency to like speak and then regret it and retract it and pull back too hard in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. But there were a few like wonderful moments along the way where they didn't do that. And one of them was at a live show um, where like at the end of it, like an actual stage performance um, hmm. at the end of it, they were doing like a little section. Dan has a series of videos called internet support group where he just like gives people advice that's nice. Um, it was like internet support group live. And someone was asking about how to like get their crush or something. And mm -hmm. he busts out with something like stalk him until he loves you. Right guys. <laughs> and the entire nice. audience has lost it. Um, Cause this was like before they were out. Okay. But anyway, just moments like that were really funny and a good fandom experience. Like, the high of like Chris Cole for ice skating, but on a regular basis is what like sucked me into fan. Which frankly upsets me. <laughs> Why? Because it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, well. There's like one or two really great uh, riots. Like, you know, there's a yeah. couple really good Chris Cole for days and the rest is fine. But you... Yeah get monthly videos and just content just being put right into your face i will say not anymore um because dan I, I don't think i mentioned this earlier but um in 2018 around like march uh dan made a video that i think was like his prelude to coming out but it didn't go well mm. uh, and he didn't make a video after that for like un from March of I think it was March of 2018 to June of 2019 and then he posted his coming out video and he hasn't made a video since then so one mm. video in two years and they stopped doing all of their joint work so a lot of the is there angsty. a reason why like do we know why they don't work together anymore my theory is that well actually it's not even entirely a theory because like phil has basically said like he wants to focus on his personal life more like dan hasn't said that but it's kind of a usually they're speaking for both of them thing 
Mm. Because they, they did so much nonstop work and travel for like four years. And when right. they started, they were not like, this was paying their rent. Like up until about 2014, like I think sometime in 2013, like Dan tweeted about having never flown first class before. So like I mean, same. Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> around like the end of 2014, they got like a book deal. Uh, and then they started their gaming channel and things really began to like financially take off. Mm. So from 2014 to like 2018, it was just like nonstop work. Uh and then Phil had some medical issues. He literally mm. passed out from like stress. That's not good. Yeah. That's not a preferred reaction. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, It's not great, Dan. But, uh... I would worry that there was, like, popularity differences between me and my SO if we were both public figures. I... But I'm, like, a petty, jealous person anyway. I mean, that's, like... Their situation with that is, is a little odd, too, because... Phil was like a really popular YouTuber in 2009 when for the record, like no one made money off YouTube. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So he was popular in numbers. Um, and Dan has even said he was a fan of Phil's starting in like 2007. So he was a fan for two years before. Um, that's, it's like, so like almost creepy. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was like Phil was popular for like years. And then in like 2012, Dan's channel like shot up and Dan surpassed him. So it like, they had a reversal there. Mm, uh, but now okay. it's back to like, Dan doesn't do YouTube. So by default, Phil is the more popular YouTuber. That's, yeah. yeah so I guess that's true. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you do though when you're not YouTubing? Like, what is he doing? So he, he wrote a book for one thing. Okay. Um, he has had other projects, but I think because of COVID, most of them fell through because he earlier this year, I don't know, time has no meaning, either late last year or early <laughs> this year, he was in Los Angeles taking meetings for things. So, oh, okay. So I don't know, like he obviously hasn't announced what projects didn't work. Was it on Quibi? <laughs> oh, I can just imagine that crossover. What was Darren showing Quibi? Royalties. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, the other thing. It's not even something I want a picture. Yeah. The um the other thing they've been doing that has probably taken up a lot of time is um they bought a house. That sounds gay. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna put a tin hat on, but um and that's just like technically that hasn't been announced yet, but like anyone who's still in the dark on that has not been paying attention right so i guess that's one of the differences between like my that's my ship of a fictional yeah pairing and and the rpf is that they actively or or not share information yeah um and like like with the house thing um while it's like technically not something they've announced yet they hint at it and this is something they do and i think one of the reasons that they have cultivated an audience in a really like secure way Mm. uh, they are very good at handling us um Uh uh-huh so the first time they moved in like 2017 they literally like planted seeds to let us know because like i don't know if you know this but people can be really dumb Oh, yeah. And also really emotional. Um, And I'm trying to think of an example in Glee fandom that's pretty similar, but like, I don't know, maybe there's not a direct um, comparison I can make. But uh, if you just announce something out of the blue that people weren't expecting, their reaction at first can be anger, even if it's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, So... They've gotten very good at dropping hints, basically, is what I'm saying. So that um, their fans feel like that there is a mystery that they have solved. And so by Mm -hmm. the time they actually make an announcement, it's not, oh my god, I didn't expect this. It's just like, ha, I knew it, and no one is upset. Yeah, and that's a thing that uh, a lot of celebrities have not learned. And that's like an incredible, uh, that's the right side to be on, is to be in control, but Mm -hmm. to make 
your fans feel like they've figured it out because there there's not a whole lot that's more satisfying than like uncovering uh something that people try to keep hidden yeah <laughs> which is terrible right it's kind of terrible i mean it is terrible but it's also true and i mean the same it happens in fictional fandoms except like the fictional fandoms it's I mean, a writer is controlling it, so yeah, um, it's not a narrative that is someone else's life, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, but so, yeah, to we, to figure out how to handle the fandom is like yeah. key. And they like, I think the fact that they were closeted probably was a lot of the, I don't know, impetus to do it right because there were a lot of things they were keeping from us. Mm. Um, you know, relationship, sexuality. I mean, after a certain point, I don't know. I can't say everyone knew they were together because again, there were that like diehard segment of people that argued that they could just be platonic best friends. Or best friends and holiday roommates. Yeah. <laughs> or that one of them or both of them were probably straight, had a girlfriend on the side, whatever. Um, mm. There was a lot. Now, do you think that's just the hope that they are straight so that that me too the fan could get in there i don't know i mean i think it's i would say not as much that in the past like half decade or so and more there's a stigma around being a tin hat um i mean Mm -hmm. the word tin hat originates from the stigma of being a tin hat right it's true (laughs) um yeah, so I think there are people that saw, like, a popular ship on the internet and, mm. you know, went, okay, I like these guys, but don't associate me with the crazy. Right. Even though in yeah. this case, it was a much more, like, mental gymnastic situation for them to not be just two guys in a relationship. Yeah, it's somehow, I mean, but that is the funny thing about conspiracy theories is that at some point it, like, it tips over into you have to do more work to believe the conspiracy than to believe the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to actively push aside reality. And these are complicated words, right? Like what is reality? But you do, you have to like, you have to do a lot of work to be like, no, 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 no. They're just friends. Like, uh, okay. But like they told you, I know, but. And there, I mean, there are still, even now, a lot of people who are like, maybe it's a queer queer platonic relationship, you know, maybe we don't know if they are monogamous or, you know, and I'm not going to That's so weird. If someone else, like, firmly believes that, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Sure. I don't see it, but, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. And, and like, you see my answers on Tumblr. Sometimes I I do. Sometimes I struggle. I was a lot more sarcastic and I think a lot bolder in Glee fandom. Mm, mm-hmm. But sometimes it, it pops out. Is that is that because you've learned a lesson from the Glee fandom? Or <laughs> the nature of this fandom with think, a PH? Yeah, um... I think at this point, it's the nature of how absolutely hated I am by some people in this fandom. Mm, okay. Uh, and there's not, like, I can't argue. I mean, people got really upset because I co-wrote a fic about teenagers and it had sex in it. My word. Yes. Um, good Good lord. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a common thing across, like, I'm not even going to say too much of this because I'm like, I don't think people are going to pay to listen to this that don't like me, but you know what? <laughs> I don't that would care. be kind of funny though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was a coming of age story. They were, uh, you know, above the age where actual teenagers are having sex. I'm not mm-hmm. attracted to teenagers. I'm not attracted to boys. So That's, that's true. <laughs> the, the arguments... That's- I am like a fetishizing pedophile. I don't know, because I wrote a fic that was a coming of age story. I've written stories like that for like, I've, I've written and read stories like that since I was that age. Right. Yeah. There are entire fandoms that live and die in that age range. That's uh, true. Harry Potter or Riverdale or, you know, 
half the CW shows. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, you don't really think about that, do you? Yeah. Like, all right, Harry Potter, they're teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh. (laughs) But yeah, so the the fact that I get so much attack for such a thing that I can't argue with because the, the people upset were young teenagers, which... My fic is not four. It's rated mm-hmm. explicit on AO3. You have to click that you're above age to read it. But Right. And as soon as I Yeah. I can't be a 35-year-old woman arguing with a 14-year-old. Right. Especially considering the subject matter. Like I can't. So like I can't and I wouldn't. I'm not going to fight a 14-year-old on the internet because they were upset about something that they shouldn't have been reading to begin with. Yeah, I feel like as soon as you click that button that says, I agree to read this, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you just gotta... But that was definitely, um, I mean, and I, I fought with people in Glee fandom, but I always felt like it was a fight I could have without automatically losing by starting. Uh, right, right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a big, I don't know change in how I conduct myself in fandom. Mm. Do you find that annoying? Very. Yeah. Extremely annoying. Stifling. Yes. Uh, yeah. There are many times where I would just like to bust out with some opinions and then I'm like, but is this worth what's going to come next? No, it's not. Is this the hill to die on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that way in Glee. So yeah. I just never said anything. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to I don't I don't care enough I mean I care but like I can't I mean part of it may also just be me getting older and having less energy for it I could be but yeah I don't know also you don't you don't owe them your time yeah that's true there are still places like where I share a lot of opinions um about Dan and Phil but they're a little more filtered Mm. a little quieter a little safer a little safer yeah is that a discord because i'm still learning how to use that shit no it is not a discord i don't i'm afraid of discords i don't like group chats chats take uh, trust me out i can check my phone and see i have six text messages from a group (laughs) chat with two people and i'm like "Mm, no this is fun this is for later this is a lot lot, yeah i i joined a supernatural discord and i just feel like the steve buscemi gift like what's up fellow cool kids like oh my god you guys are so young and so uh animated and i can't yeah. i'm too tired there's too many messages happening i cannot keep up I'm, Yikes. I'm, like, I'm in a lot of discords but they're all functional discords not conversational mm. like um support for like websites i'm a part of and stuff oh like carousel um the one we streamed on like all of their support is on discord so i'm like okay so if i need help i need to sign in here but then i ended up talking to the main dev and they like completely fix all my issues so there you go that worked so it's it it works it's fine so yeah i don't know do you have questions because i'm definitely not good at talking off the top of my head um i do what uh, what is the draw for you for watching like uh, a normie uh, videotape something that they're talking about? Because like the thought of someone watching me do something in my house gives me agita. It is the same draw as RPF fandoms. Like it's the same reason like I liked Glee, but I loved Chris and Darren. <sighs> Uh, and I used mm-hmm. to think, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall in their house. Uh, and with YouTubers, sometimes you get to do that. That's um, legit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's like RPF, except you just, like, cut out the, I mean, there's no fictional side of it. It's just them. It's just them. Well, I mean, you could get into the whole, like, psychology of, like, on-screen persona and stuff. But eh, the point is, it's just them. Yeah, because I just have this image of a camera on and someone sitting there. <laughs> just like, so what's up? Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Yeah, it, it's also like, okay, I don't know that I would be a fan of Dan and Phil without their relationship because that's the draw to me. 
the RPF side, yeah. Yeah, I mean, their actual content, I love because I love them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but as far as their videos um, themselves, like, Dan always made, like, relatable humor type videos, but, like, increasingly as he got older, because he was 18 when he started, mm-hmm. uh, you could tell he was trying to be more serious. He was, like, figuring out who he was, and it turned into a lot more, like, he has a video on, like, his depression, and then the coming out video, like, he was trying to find himself. Uh, okay, right, and using it as a platform yeah. to have Which a therapy often, sesh. Yeah, it often felt pretty flat for me, because... It, in retrospect, I'm not holding it against him, but like he couldn't really commit to it um, mm-hmm. because he just wasn't ready to do that. Phil's videos are like short and lighthearted uh, and they're all, he's got a much better persona for like leaving emotional stuff out of it. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he turns the camera on and I think he is totally cool just bullshitting for like 10 minutes. And I don't mean bullshitting in a bad way. I mean, just like chilling and talking to a camera about like things that have happened in his life. Right. Like he could fill the 10 minutes and not feel yeah. like he was grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, yeah. His videos are very hit or miss though. Like I, I pulled up his page now um, just to look at it. He does a lot of them that are like, he bought things on his like recommended tab on wish or instagram and then he just sits mm-hmm. through them mm, okay um he did one trying pumpkin spice on various foods that pumpkin spice doesn't belong on like things like those are fine i would not click that if i didn't already like the man right so it's that <laughs> you it's already liking a personality and then yeah. invested because fair enough that there are people that if I saw that they, I mean, I watched Henry Cavill put a computer together for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it is it's very much for me. A lot of people like the content genuinely, but for mm-hmm. me, it is like, I like this person. Um, and that's how I kind of came in. I don't know. I, I guess I could tell my origin story with Dan and Bill. Yes. That was going to be my next question okay. is what MySpace page were you trolling? <laughs> So what happened is in 2012, when Dan's channel was like blowing up, um, he did a video on ships online Hmm. uh, and it got really popular, like on Tumblr. And I watched it and I was like, oh, this is really funny. I like this. And I subscribed to him. And like for about a month and a half, I really enjoyed his videos. And then I was like watching a live stream because he and Phil both did weekly live streams. They don't anymore. That was one of the things that that went in their big hey, now we're going to be adults that have a personal life that you don't know about. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I watched one of Dan's live streams and he seemed very homophobic. In retrospect, he was a 20-year-old. He was very much in the closet. Uh, uh, and uh-huh. also suddenly in a very popular online ship where people were prying into his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, in retrospect, it's fine, young Dan. It's cool. But at the time, I was like, oh, he's pretty homophobic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got really pissed when someone asked if he was gay. So right, and in in hindsight, you're like, ah, yeah, I see. yeah. Um, so I unsubscribed and pointedly like ignored anything to do with him for like the next three years mm-hmm. because I thought, well, Dan's homophobic. I know he lives with this other guy, Phil. He's probably homophobic too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just ignored them. Uh, and then in like 2015. I had a dream and I think it was cause I'd been watching other people's like vlogs from VidCon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'd seen them in the background. I had a dream about the two of them. And then I went to the Google as you do. And I typed in Dan and Phil cause I was curious to see if they still live together. Mm-hmm. And I found um, a document that someone made called the fan timeline, which is, Oh, my favorite. It is like, 200 pages i can't remember exactly how many pages but a lot like multiple hundreds of pages it is all social media interactions from their first year together i read that thing like it was fic amazing and it it was extremely satisfying and i finished and i was like shit they're gay (laughs) (laughs) uh and then i um i went on to find the v-day video which is how people knew that Dan and Phil were together early on. And this is probably traumatic for them. And 
I do have some guilt issues over the fact that I enjoy this very much, but Mm -hmm. I also recognize that it's very traumatic for them. But they've been together for like three, four months, maybe in February of 2010. uh, Dan went on a family trip to India for Valentine's Day. Phil it's made weird. him a present that was a, like a video talking mm-hmm. about how much he loved Dan and put it on his, um, it was not on his main YouTube channel. It was on a side channel. So it's not like he put it, like uploaded it to where all of his like real videos were. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he uploaded it privately. And then a year and a half later, YouTube had a glitch where it made a bunch of private videos public. Ooh. And some people were subscribed to that side channel and saw it. Ah, uh, for like the hour that it was public before he realized and took it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually kept it under wraps that year in 2011 when it like leaked. It didn't, not much happened because neither of them were like hugely popular, but like a year and a half later when Dan's channel was like suddenly taking off and had millions of subscribers, it started circulating again. Mm, okay. And he, that's when that's, about the timing of me watching that live stream. And he went so far into denying it that he made a Tumblr called the Customer Service Blog. Oh. Where he answered questions that people sent him that were not nice. Like, his answers were not nice. Oh, that's he, rough. He compared, like, someone asked him what Phil's dick tastes like, which the question <laughs> shitty, too. And yep. he told them to imagine licking his licking their grandmother's vagina. Ooh. Wow. That's how, like, emphatically he was denying that he and Phil were together while they were actually together. That's gotta, that's gotta hurt on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, man. I I Um, would, I would think that was probably a little bit raw. Yeah. Like, like, I I thought we were cool. (laughs) But yeah, so I found all of that in 2015 and like, it, it hooked me. So it was Mm -hmm. not the content that drew me in. It was reading about the relationship. Okay. The drama. The drama. Doing it for the drama. I like it. And I was very tin hat very quickly, which is like, you know, it's my nature. Um, even if It's who we are. Yeah, it's who we are. <laughs> so I was definitely like all about it. Yeah. From the start. So when did they become popular enough to do live shows. Cause that's fascinating to me too. Live shows as in like streamed or stage shows. Like stage shows. So I was thinking like my, like maybe my version of this is there are some podcasts that I'm super into. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think, I mean, maybe like Karen and Georgia as personalities on my favorite murder, but I think I care less about the personalities of the, of the podcasters than the content like yeah like and i'm that, subscribed for whatever the content is unless who the host is and i am definitely that way with a lot of things but when it comes to like the fandom shipping part of me mm-hmm. it's, it's personality driven um they so in 2014 um we know this in retrospect but uh dan finally decided to get some help for his mental health issues. Oh, good. Uh, so yeah, he went on antidepressants and started seeing a therapist. And that same year, they got a book deal, which, yeah, I mean, it's a typical YouTuber book, mm-hmm. uh, which is what was popular at the time. Like, I'm not mad at them for making that money. Uh, right, right. And they decided they didn't just want to do a book. They wanted to do, like, instead of a book tour, they wanted to do a stage show with it. So they, they did the tour and the book at the same time. And that was... 2015 that all of that happened um but they got the deal in 2014 which i think my theory is that that's really when they decided to get their shit together and like plan out their future mm-hmm. by that point they had money coming in um they were still living in you know a normal flat in london um it wasn't extravagant uh they weren't quite millionaires but having the that's, book deal and quite millionaires um, but yeah, having the book deal in the stage show probably propelled that. They also opened their own merch shop. Mm. Uh, and I don't mean like put out merch. I mean, they made the company like they, they're kind of control freaks. Well, that's also, smart though. Yeah. I also think that comes from being closeted. Like 
the mm, right. people that they trust is very, very small. So um, they co-own their own merch shop with Phil's brother. He, okay. he manages the day-to-day of it. Uh, but do yeah. they do merch for other people? Because that'd be a good... They do, actually. Only a yeah. few. And I don't really know why they don't do more. I don't, maybe it's just limitations of a small business. Maybe they like, can't take on more. But Right. Well, if they need a printer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. can get some t-shirts uh, made. Um, but yeah, I think having that like sudden... I was going to say triple, but it's actually quadruple revenue source because they, in 2014, they also started a gaming channel. That's so, another thing I don't understand, but I also yeah. don't like video games. So, yeah, so it's I, like a double win for me. It's like, wait, so I have to watch someone else play a video yeah. game? Um, And the gaming channel, like, I don't know what they thought it'd be to begin with, but it was absolutely just something people watch to see Dan and Phil together right of course because okay. up until that point they didn't they had like smaller projects together for people that wanted to see both of them but like they had their own individual brands and channels mm-hmm. right yeah yeah but yeah they never so, had like a single combined no uh, yeah channel. just the gaming channel and that was okay. very like purpose-driven i mean it was it was games yeah um dumb games but <laughs> i didn't watch the games anyway so maybe people would disagree with me yeah um but we yeah. don't accept disagreement here <clears throat> in that year they had four separate revenue streams that they like launched the merch a, the, the tour the book and the gaming channel that's a big tax hike too and i yeah i think that their plan probably all along was to do things together and like see how far that would take them right until they were ready to be done doing that uh, and and I, I think that only took four years. Um, I think it was a lot of work and travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and they, not like fun travel. Yeah, I mean, they did two world tours, and also as part of the control freak thing, um, they literally did a lot of the work in the booking for it. Like oh, okay. Yeah, like, Phil talks about, like, having to try and call, like, some of these European countries and, like, being on hold waiting for them to, like, say if they would book the gig or not because it was a YouTuber <laughs> that they've never heard of. And Right. Yeah. They did sell that... really well, though. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that mm-hmm. on your on your blog. Yes. Is that VidCon or is that something else? VidCon is a convention that happens every year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which they do. Listen, I just know Broadway yeah. Con. Yeah. It's Broadway Con, but for YouTube. I don't even YouTube anymore. Things I don't <laughs> understand. TikTok. Um, right. How you feel about TikTok is how I feel about YouTube. Yeah. Only the videos are shorter. And yet, one person has like 100 million followers and you're just like, why? You don't you're not doing anything yeah Yeah, it's it's the yeah it must be the personality thing because i just think like what am i gonna watch you do yeah no it it definitely is the personality thing you like washing your dishes what's happening here i get feel like my mom yeah i get really fascinated and like really sucked into watching daily life vlogs of people that live radically different lifestyles than i do Mm, that's fair um i watch a lot of mormon families well you know that's it's it's about (laughs) as opposite of me like as you can actually get Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and i don't even like them most of the time i just watch i don't know maybe see that i get (laughs) i hate watching something like well i hate this i'm gonna watch it yeah yeah i just feel like i need to go watch um (laughs) some uh what it, wow, how many kids do they end up with 19 kids and counting 20 kids and counting look we could do an entire that <laughs> I used my, to... uh shameful obsession on the... <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure i have like i'm gonna say like thirteen thousand karma on reddit and a good like twelve point five thousand is just from leaving like comments on the dugger snark reddit page wow that's impressive yes I'm, I'm, I'm proud. 
<laughs> like it's a snark forum, so don't visit it if you're fans of 19 Kids and Counting. But well, no, yeah. I mean I'm fans of watching people I don't like. Yeah, that's that's fully the appeal. Okay, maybe we'll have to revisit this. Yeah, <laughs> come come back to this. Um, what? Well, I guess you already answered this. I was gonna be like, what's your favorite part about the the PH fandom? But you answered that. Yeah. Yeah, just is it like a domestic fic on screen? Yeah, pretty much. And at this point, it's like it's gone back to being a challenging mystery too, because Dan is so quiet. He tweets like twice a month. He doesn't do like Instagram anymore. Um really and which I think is probably really healthy for him. Yeah. It does seem like some people just cannot handle constant scrutiny, even if they thought they wanted that. Yeah. And he didn't like I don't know. The older I get, the younger 18 is. I, I think oh, right? yeah. he didn't really have a choice. Like you were kind of, he, he went to like a year of university um, and he was studying law. Oh. But then he dropped out and they moved to London. Um, also, I didn't neglect to mention this completely. Uh, part of what launched their career and kind of set them apart from everyone else is that they got a job at BBC uh, for, oh. for four years they were BBC radio hosts, like actual. Oh, okay. Um, I get it. Yeah. So that was that was probably what paid the bills before YouTube did. Yeah. Well, and it sets you up to have like professional experience yeah. doing it. Um, they did a lot of hosting uh, for like award shows and things. A lot of um, BBC would like send them to festivals and things to interview bands. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's so like um, a real job. Yeah. Uh, and they quit around the time they went on the first tour and they haven't explicitly said why, but I get the feeling it was like BBC was expecting them to do a lot of things without getting paid for it, which I, I'm pretty sure most fans assumed they were getting paid for like being sent to festivals and stuff. But they weren't. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. They were, it was just that like, Oh, it's exposure for you. Yeah. They were like, and Phil says this, he did a, like a draw my life video, which he basically did to catch all of us up on things they hadn't told us over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of mentioned that like for a while they were just saying yes to everything and it was like not healthy and not helpful. Sustainable. Like, yeah. Um, he also in the middle of that, like his father had blood cancer um yeah his father has like she got a stem cell treatment and is in remission now so that's good but yeah it's fucking stressful i can tell you that cancer man that'll fuck up your mental health especially if you're trying to do it publicly yeah that's even that's kind of what i was like getting at when i earlier i was like he can like phil can sit in front of a camera and like talk about things and not give any like any of what's going on in his life away whereas dan like when he's a mess, he's a mess. He speaks yeah. impulsively and then repeats uh-huh. it and then lashes out and, you know. All external. Yeah. Yeah, he has no poker face when it comes to that. Mm, that's hard, when, it, when especially yeah. if, if the point is that everyone is kind of watching you for minute <laughs> changes and now you're just like, here it is. And that's why I'm like, I'm, I miss his content. I miss seeing them together. Like, we do get plenty of updates on their actual life together, but we don't mm-hmm. see them on camera. Um, but I think, like, as a person, and I'm someone who is in it because I like them as people in their relationship, I'm like, no, you did the right thing. Like, yeah, not doing YouTube, not being on social media, like, that's that's better for you. I think that's better for most of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a little, a little healthier, especially if they now have the finances to take a yeah. step back and... regroup and they did just buy a house uh which fans know um and i'm gonna go ahead and say this um i know because i got i counted the other day 17 anonymous messages on tumblr telling me when their apartment was up for rent (laughs) boy so (laughs) wow all right i'm just gonna like fully acknowledge that i did not stalk it but it is stalkery information yeah yeah i can't unread it though so that's true you um, get more messages in a day than i get in like six years look you can have the half of them that are shitty <laughs> <This> can- <laughs> i mean the only fun thing would be i wouldn't there's nothing 
personal yeah. for me to take like you shouldn't write that like <laughs> I didn't bye <laughs> actually I actually haven't gotten that many mean ones lately um I think mm. I've blocked almost everyone I needed to block mm, that is a good tool I have a long block list yep um, and I also just not like answering things right well there's that controversial. <laughs> I'm just not gonna listen to it yeah. that's fair so I was going to do a thing or I just like looked through my ask box on tumblr and just like out loud answered some of the asks I got oh um, all right so I got one that says love that we all used to laugh at Dan for having a choking kink but now it's one of the most popular kinks he was just an OG which <laughs> Uh, I highlighted to read out loud because um, I will say he was also very, at the same time, he was so closeted. His family didn't even know he was gay after him living with a man for like a decade. Um, he just did that thing where like he would speak impulsively. So like he told us the kinks he had. Yikes. It's the same thing with him being furries. It's like, a, I'm going to joke about this so consistently that it yeah at some point you realize i'm not joking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he would talk about like liking the pain at the dentist's office and like oh boy jokes about the choking thing i'm like that's that's so bold of you scared closeted boy yeah um, not that choking is like necessarily gay but in the context right it was usually yeah. when he was talking about I mean, if if he's gay and he's talking about it, then it's a bit of a gay thing. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) If I just say it out loud a million times, eventually they'll get it. Yeah. I feel like that's how he did a lot of things, including his sexuality. (laughs) Look, it takes all kinds. Yeah. Everyone's coming out story is a little different. Oh, I have one ask uh, someone sent me about Dan and Phil liking fan art of themselves online. Um, And that's Mm. also something else they've done for ages. Um, Once in a while, they'll just like really sweet, cute art of themselves. Um, And it used to be a thing that the same way it happens in a lot of RPF fandoms where it's like, don't send the shippy art to the people. Uh Uh, Used to people would like get really upset if you tagged Dan and Phil in something shippy. But I'm like, now that they're out, I don't know the etiquette of that. I mean, I'm not tagging them in anything because <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I still feel like thick is like something different, but I don't know. Well, like, And if you're liking it publicly. Yeah. Like, you know. Because he did. Kind of ask. And, um, it Phil liked one where they were holding hands the other day. Like they know that their likes are public, right? Yeah, they do. Okay. So it's, yeah. every once in a while, I wonder if a celebrity realizes like, you know, we can see those, right? it's funny see scrolling past the darren asks from last week (laughs) hey kids you want to buy a used sweater yeah oh um so another thing dan and phil did that because this is related to another ask i just saw um they i think that they wanted to do a thing where they tried to keep their private life private a few years ago but they were just way too lazy for it um Mm -hmm. they moved in 2017 from their first london apartment which was i mean i'm not gonna say it's a shithole because like for the area they live in in london it probably cost five times what i make in a month Mm -hmm. um just because london is expensive and it was like a Mm -hmm. flat but when they moved out of that they moved into a new building and they had two separate apartments. They rented two apartments. Um, that seems pricey. One that they lived in and one that they filmed in. Um, oh. It was a while before people realized it. They lived in like a penthouse, but eventually people realized, Hey, wait, like they're they're They were not committed enough to do everything in the filming apartment. Oh, so they okay. would do like Instagram stories or like little clips, like, and you would be like, "Wait, that's a different kitchen than you showed before." Like, wait, why are all of the uh, floors and why do you have two intercoms? Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but that kept people confused for so long, and it was such a fun mystery. I love things like that in a fandom, like yeah, like theirs. It was just like it was a mind fuck. It didn't entirely make sense, and it was a lot of fun to talk to people about. Right, yeah, it's like a communal exercise in uh, sleuthing. So, like, as much as I enjoy their videos, I enjoy the other stuff more. It it literally is just, like, the RPF ankle for me. 
Yeah, and there is something always enjoyable about a good community where everyone's having a, a good old time when when good stuff happens. Which, you know, I guess if they're not producing as many videos, yeah, maybe that's a problem. I always worry about that, too, when, like, the content starts to go down, what happens to the fandom? Like, either yeah. you keep it up and, you know, the cream rises to the top kind of a thing, like, all the cool people stick around. Mm. I, and, I would uh, say almost the opposite at this point. Uh-oh. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's a lot to do with the purity culture wave. Oh, uh-huh. a whole other mini talking about that, because it's not only Dan and Phil's fandom, but, like, the same reason I got shit on a lot of other people in the past, you know, six months to a year have also gotten like harassed by. I'm gonna say mm. I the person I co-wrote that fit with got it worst in Dan and Phil's fandom, but mm. but I've seen it like in other fandoms too. Um I just don't get that. I don't either. But that's that's not Dan and Phil's fault. That's not even related to the content, but it's definitely played a part in lessening the adult fic writer contingent of the fandom. Which, I mean, there, there's space for young writers and there's space for older writers. Like, yeah. it's not... And, and now, too, like, they're grown-ass men. Yeah, that's... They're not 18 yeah. anymore, so... Um, what's the issue here? I think most of the people that felt strongly about this didn't even read fic. Oh, good. So, they're just policing something. They're not even yeah, involved in. Yeah, they're literally just policing something. That's nice. Yeah. I really enjoy that about uh, about fandoms when they just kind of... I mean, like, can you imagine if in Glee fandom someone came along and was like, you cannot write these at the age they are in canon anymore? Um... No. <laughs> yeah, like, can you imagine what the, the like thick makeup would have been if they were like, no, no, you cannot write anything relevant to the show as it's like canon presented. Yeah, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also since I mean, watching Glee, most of us were already in our mid twenties anyway when yeah. it was airing. <laughs> like, a little fourteen-year-old kid comes along, like you can't do that, like. Go do your homework. That's literally what happens with the like the purity culture attacks. Um, and I this is getting way off topic, but um, I was talking Not really because it's like you know. yeah, um, yeah. I was talking with someone in a different fandom uh, that asked me a question, and I answered it. Um, referencing, I don't want to be too specific. Uh, they're not going to listen to this either, but still, I feel weird talking about someone oh, did not ask to be part of the conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I responded to their question and referenced the like weird like attacks on people and they just launched into this oh here's a few like posts that really helped me when it happened like I'm sorry you felt like that and I realized like they thought I was talking about the exact same thing that happened in a completely different fandom like Mm. they post relevant to what happened in their fandom thinking that's what I meant I'm like oh this really did happen everywhere at the same time yeah that's a little uh I wonder what happened. Like, what what triggered the uprising of 12-year-olds to tell us what to do? I don't even know. Because like, I would have never, like, at that age on LiveJournal, like, I would have never gone up to one of my favorite fic writers on LiveJournal and been like, you can't do that anymore. And it, it is also, like, very much a manipulative, like, peer pressure type of thing um Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people initially that were fighting back but they were all called predators or like pedophiles and like that shit can hurt when you're not expecting it especially um yeah like being like oh if you're defending this then it must mean that you're also attracted to 17 year old boys Mm -hmm. um and so like a lot of the people were like shamed out of even participating in the conversation, like I don't know, people. Yes, that's a writing. that's a good way to. That's a good way to behave. It's crazy. It's always just good to know that all fandoms are crazy. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. I think, are. I think is maybe the takeaway here is that all fandoms are nutso. Yes. If and I guess we're not supposed to use the word crazy anymore. Glee had its share of people like that too, but the- I beg your pardon (laughs) um 
but yeah, I was gonna say the 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 purity culture aspect wasn't mm. as much a part of it. No, but there definitely was when it came to like the shipping. Like, yeah, you're you're wrong for shipping the RPF side. Oh yeah, was much heavier than I think. Except for like Blaine haters who were convinced he was a rapist. I think the the purity came more on the the RPF side. But maybe we just didn't pay attention to them. We were just like, nah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Really. I, I don't care what you have to say. Because I really didn't. Like, didn't. wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you still clicking on that? Are you still going to read it? Great. So that's all I needed. Thanks. It's still a like for me. Uh, I don't think I have any other questions. Okay. I think. Um, In like 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, wait. <laughs> I had that thing I was going to ask. Uh, do you have any final uh, addendum? I don't know why I thought that. Any final words on on your ship? No, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to remember like 73 different things that I forgot. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really hard to sum up. Like 11 years. Yeah. Um, definitely in an hour. Yeah, I mean, I we recorded my episode and then so much more happened i mean we're definitely gonna have a second part of your episode <laughs> so i have there was now <laughs> oh that's right now you now you have things to add on so i guess we'll have to do a part two um or stay tuned for our new podcast supernatural on the rocks yes coming soon I mean, supernatural on the rocks as we rewatch the entirety of supernatural i rewatched the first episode today um i'm gonna say if we do that let's like do a few episodes at a time Oh god, yeah, we'd be here until 2040. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoy this, but No, it'll have to be like sure. season recaps or something. Yeah. A 15 episode series on yeah. Supernatural. I mean, that would actually work. That, I was gonna say that might be a better idea, honestly. You can write out some actual yeah. thoughts uh, and make some legitimate points. This is fully off topic at this point, but I'm going to say I rewatched the first episode of Supernatural today and I didn't realize how much of an impression it had left on me the first time mm-hmm. because I remembered almost everything about it and I haven't seen it in at least like 10 years. It's weird, right? There's certain yeah. things where you're just like, oh shit, I remember all of this. Yeah. That happens to me whenever I turn on an episode of ER. And I'm sure if when I rewatch Supernatural, it'll be the same, but I can turn on an episode of ER just randomly yeah. and be like, oh yeah, I know where I am in the series. I'm good. I don't need a recap. I'm solid. It's so weird. Can't tell you what I did in eighth grade math, <laughs> but the show that I watched 15 years ago. Yeah. Nuts. Brains are weird. They are very weird. Um, because I can't, like, at the moment, I can't remember too much about season one um but like i feel like that's gonna keep happening as i watch it and be like oh i remember this i i think so yeah i think so because so much of it it's so simple right like the show is so much simpler that you don't have to keep track of all this convoluted mythology in the first season you're just like oh there's uh monsters and demons and that's it (laughs) um Actually, I will bring it back to fan a little bit. Um, another thing I like about them is that there is so much. I'm going to use the word canon, even though I know that doesn't apply to real people. I just can't think of it. Why not? But um, I love deep dives into things. And I love that there is still shit I can find and be like, well, this, I didn't know this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. stuff there's I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. Um, usually from like the highly no homo years mm-hmm. they were very much on screen no homo like phil lied without flinching about his sexuality i mean he wow. referenced that future wife um yikes it's almost intimidating that he could lie i mean I, he just has the good poker face when it comes to it um but yeah that's, I, I like that's the, impressive yeah i mean that's nice that it kind of it hasn't ended you know yeah there's and i think canon is a perfectly legitimate word to use when referring to real people yeah i i think that's just fine just fine i don't know why i said it like that that makes that was not necessary at all all right well it's been like 
an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so much for the minis, but I think yeah. we've given up on that a long, uh, long time ago. Well, at least um, this can go up like mostly unedited. If you want to cut out me opening the door for my cat, you can. But besides that, eh. <laughs> I feel like it, it it lends a realism. Yeah. And maybe like Dan and Phil, people like to listen to those awkward podcasting moments. I don't know. I mean, also, this is, you know, Patreon. So, yeah, you, you've got to be fairly committed if you're listening to this anyway. Exactly. Exactly. You really got to be salt of the earth, willing, ready and willing for the the gross stuff at the bottom of the barrel. That's not true. <laughs> don't know what I'm saying here. Um, cool. I feel more enlightened. Um, I'm probably still not going to watch YouTubers. I'm not surprised. Which may just be best for my mental health anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need I don't need more obsessions. Yeah. I'm pretty good where I am with them. <laughs> like, I'm still working on Supernatural and Glee. So, like... I was say me too as I look at my uh, Chrome windows full of Dean Cass fig. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm I'm busy. I'm booked for the next like five. Yeah, years now. I'm 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 booked. That's a good way of like with fandom. Like I'm booked up solid yeah. in the fandom, but let me get back to you in 2022. I can I can book watching that movie in around uh three years from now. Yes, exactly. I'll get in. I'll get into um the Avengers just r- real quick. I'll get in Stucky all the way. Yeah, that's uh. That's legit me with Old Guard, though. I haven't watched that movie because I'm like, no, I'm gonna like it, and I'm gonna want the fake, and I'm I'm not yeah. like Dean Cass now. I'm not ready to divide my attention. No, and you really gotta focus. Yeah, it needs time and energy. All right, cool. Thank you for listening. We're gonna have B still has to do her ship. Yes, and if you want to come on and tell us about your ship. Drop us a line um, on any of the social medias or email. And I hope everyone's having a safe holiday uh, month at this point. I guess we'll catch you next time. And that's what you missed on fan. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.